Welcome back to Perfectly Imperfect with Janae. What's up? What's good? I'm glad that y'all are back. And if you haven't heard already, like I do in every episode, my friend and I have a women's ministry where we are just growing closer to God, Bible studies, sharing scriptures, and just talking and relating. If you want to join, the link will be in the description below. On this episode, we have another special guest, my friend Alasia. Can you introduce yourself? What is up? My name is Alasia. Well, she just said that, but <laughs> um, I also go by Layla Bay sometimes or Lay. What do you do? Currently, uh, so I just moved to Houston recently, well, 2022. And my job right now is in American AmeriCorp Vista, and I do marketing for new Americans, so former refugees to start sustainable farming businesses. So I'm just behind the scenes. Okay, okay, okay. Would you mind sharing us a little bit of your story? Do you go to church? Do, have you given your life to Christ? What is that about? Yeah, a little bit of, <laughs> about my testimony. I grew up in the church, but my life or my surroundings weren't necessarily um, showing what it looks like to live for Christ. And so it wasn't until 2017 I ended up going to a camp called Kids Across America. And there I kind of rededicated my life to Christ because uh, I explicitly heard the gospel and learned what it meant to me. And I'm like, okay, got to do something different. And then eventually, you know, you get that high when you're in situations like that, that spiritual high. And when you're not feeling a certain way anymore, you kind of dial back and fall into old things, you know? Yeah. And so that was kind of my walk. I'm like, I get on these spiritual highs and then I fall back. And so I had been struggling with that. And then I got to college my freshman year and um, I realized what it meant to be in community and how they... Uh, continually push you towards Christ. Yes. And from there, I think freshman year of college, I got rebaptized, and I'm like, okay, God, I'm on fire for you. I don't do this walk perfectly, <laughs> but um, as we all don't, I I know what I'm doing it for, and I continue to strive to be like Christ. So. Yes. Thank you for sharing. How has your journey been like moving? From your hometown to Houston, like being in community there, how has that been? So I am from Kansas City, Missouri, home Ooh. of the cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you said from coming from like here. yeah, and then like finding yourself in community because I remember when me and you used to talk, you would say like you told God like if I don't find community I'm here, home. I'm not gonna make it. <laughs> Oh, man. God was so faithful when it came to me finding community. Um, Because, honestly, even if I had decided, oh, I didn't find community here, so I'm going back home, I would have struggled hard because I don't have a firm set of community back in my hometown either. It was the college town that I was in where I had found community and realized what that meant. And so uh, coming here, he was just super faithful and putting me in places where I got to meet you and um, just like-minded believers who are close to my age and able to pour into me although I hadn't been like I'm not a super I'll pour it all out when you first meet me type of person uh if you don't ask you might not know but um definitely had people around me that I was like okay yeah we gonna get there and so it's been a blessing 
Yes. Thank you for sharing your testimony and your story. I'm happy that God was faithful in bringing you into community because it is nice having you out here with us and just growing and seeing where we're all growing because you graduated college last year. I'm about to graduate college. So just to see the growth in that and, you know, how we live our adult lives out for real, for real, coming up these next two years. (laughs) But speaking of college, a nice transition In my psychology class, we have been discussing this term of can you go back home? So in this discussion of can you go back home, it's kind of like showing the when you go off to college and you're learning all of these new things and you're becoming a new person and you're changing, you know, the things that you learned in your home system, you're not taking that with you anymore as you're growing as an individual away from your family. And so we have this concept of can you go back home after you have become this new person and you've learned things that maybe like your, you know, grandfather or grand or mother has not yet learned because I feel like we are in a different society, a different state of time. And it's kind of that concept of can you take that back home? Can you take this new found person and, and go back home? Or are you going to be kind of confound to your environment and you know stooping back to where you once were or are you going to go home and stand firm in the changes that have come so that kind of made me think of like our faith walk because me I found myself in Christ in college away from home and my family is not super religious so it's just like can I go back home and it's been a struggle of can I go back home and exercise my faith confidently or will I feel like ridiculed or will I feel like well let me hide my faith and mask it and adjust to what is comfortable around my family instead of being firm in who I am so I wanted to ask you like what is your experience about you know going to college and really setting that firm foundation in Christ and then going back home to maybe like your past or like your old friendships or just the old way of living before you became confident in Christ. Yeah, so for years now, I've always said home is hard. And I mean that in a way of like not going back to my mama's house or whatever that may look like, but being back where most of uh, my sins started, most of whatever trauma that caused the sins to start starting home is hard for me. And um, just because of certain sin in my life, it's just easier back home. Whereas if I'm going to a new place, it's to the point, honestly, every year uh, during college in the summertime, I would try to leave the state so that I would go. <laughs> so I, that you did not have to go back so home. I did not have to go back home. <laughs> I found a way to go somewhere every summer. Um, and I missed out on a good chunk of stuff by not being at home. But it also kept me from following certain patterns. And so... Um, I literally love going back home. I love being around family, but it also takes me back to a place where although I feel like, okay, I'm strong in my faith, I know it's certain sin that I'm more inclined to kind of jump into if I go back home. So you feel like home for you is temptation, not not a more so I have to hide my faith, but a more so like I'm going to be tempted in the sins that I'm trying to be cleansed from. If I go back home. Absolutely. Like, 
it's going to be easier for me to conform to what the people around me are doing. Because although the people that uh, I go home to aren't like necessarily like, yeah, go do this, do that, X, Y, and Z, they aren't fleeing from sin. And so it's going to be easier yeah. for me to, well, shoot, what everybody else doing it, I'm, I'm trying to kick it too. Yeah. They're not telling me to, but it's looking <laughs> like I want to. Yeah, like I remember what that was like and no, it didn't fulfill me in any way, but at, in the moment. Oh, that felt good. Yeah, and just being in the comfort of like, oh, I am in like community, you know, I'm not alone out here because do you do you have like Christ like community when you go back home that you can be around? So that's hard. I have people who um, would consider themselves believers, but they aren't necessarily living that lifestyle out. They like like I was saying, like they aren't fleeing from um, sin that they know isn't bringing purpose into their lives, and so. Um, that is what makes it hard because I'm like, okay, I love, I love, love, love the people that I'm going back home to, but they aren't, it's not a help. <laughs> they aren't pushing me towards Christ in those situations. They're not telling me to go do what I'm telling them I want to do, but they're not, they aren't pointing to Christ either. Yeah, like standing firm or, you know, even like, yeah. let's do this instead of this. Yeah. It's so. Or I'm what? not going to do this this time. Yeah. <laughs> For sake of your Yeah, I was just reading a scripture of like it saying like if it was talking about the purity and like food and how sometimes your your brother in Christ or sister in Christ doesn't want to eat meat. And it's like as a brother and sister in Christ, if meat is something that they're struggling with you when you go around them, you should not eat meat because you should be helping lift your brother up. And if that's going to cause them to stumble, then you should not do it. So it's important to be around people in community that's like, you know, you struggle with this. So I'm not going to do it around you or even present the opportunity for that to happen. Mm -hmm. And I feel you when you say like when you go back home, you don't have that accountability. It's kind of just like, well, you know. You can do it if you want to do it. If not, you know, don't. But it's kind of just like that leaving you that and it's just like, well, y'all my friends. Let me just like, let me just do it for the one. Yeah. <laughs> and then feel so much conviction after you get oh, done doing yes. it. And it's just like, oh, so let me just not go back home. <laughs> or even on the other hand of things where like I'm the person that's damaging my witness because they see me as this person who, oh, she done went off to school and she done tried to change her life. And then I come back and I'm doing the same thing. The same all. thing. Oh, yes. so everyone is okay then. Yeah. That's not the message that I'm talking about. <laughs> but it's the message you're giving off. I'm just a little weak right now. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. that even was like a big thing for me. I'm like, dang, how how am I showing them any different if I'm going back home and doing the exact same thing? The exact same thing. Yes. So, because maybe God could be trying to use you. Like, go home and show them something different absolutely yeah um so what kind of temptations do you feel like arises when you go home (laughs) do you want to get to the (laughs) nitty-gritty you asked i'm gonna put it out there but um honestly my biggest sin struggle back home it has to do with lust and sexual sin okay so um going back to oh if i post that i'm home then a guy that I used to deal with back home is going to hit me up. What you got going on this week? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so it's going to be easy for me to be like, oh, I don't have like actual plans. And so they go, they going to try to link, you know? Yeah. And so it's easy. Even if I don't have transportation, they ride, they drive and they come yeah, and get me. Like, it's okay. I'm going to come get you. <laughs> we can go get some food. It's no excuse. Like, I'm going to pay for the food. <laughs> 
And so it's it's always an opportunity that's presented when it comes to that. And I'm like, I know that I don't want to fall back into those things. Mm-hmm. I know that that isn't of God and he doesn't want that for me. I know that I want to uh, wait for my husband. I, I know these things. So what yeah. am I putting, what steps am I putting into place to make sure that I don't yeah. go backwards? Because yeah. what I do, when I spiral, it feel like the end of the world. The end of the world. I, I'm already <laughs> knowing. Like, you keep telling me the same thing and I keep messing up. <laughs> And it sounds like God is testing you every time. Like, every I'm finna time. let her go back home and we finna test. We finna see. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I just went home. So, I didn't go home in February. I've dang near been home every month since I got down here, right? But I didn't go home in February because I knew that if I did, I wasn't going to be strong enough. Because I hadn't been in my word. Yeah. And that's another thing. I'm like, if I'm not in my word and constantly... Um, feeding myself truth or having people pour into me, then I'm gonna fall back easily. Yeah. Or easier than I would have. And so I didn't go home in February because I'm like, oh no, I'm gonna fall back because I'm feeling it right now. So I know if I get there and I'm not around people that's gonna pour into me. Do you think that, like, having the community that you do have, maybe not at home, but the community that you created here in Houston or at your school, like, you know, having them hold you accountable, like, hey, y'all, I'm going back home, you know, can you make sure you're calling me every hour and asking me what I'm doing? Like, do you think that would be an option? It it would be helpful, but with everybody being so grown and having their own things going on, it's not as, like, oh, I'm a, they can't call yeah. as much as I would need them to. Yeah. Or, if I'm going somewhere, the mature thing for me to do would be able to text them and let them know, oh, I'm at, I'm feeling like doing something stupid so that way they can know to call. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because, okay, make it easier on me. Help me help you. Yeah. Tell me when you feel in some type of way so that way I can tell you don't do it or I can call you or why you there. Yeah, be texting me like, y'all, this man just hit me up. Hit me he want to pick me up, take me out to eat, and I really want to go. Wanna, can I go eat at Oh, that is so crazy. So it seems to me like home is always a test of your obedience and faith when you are walking in Christ, when you can't go back home, when home is not a strong foundation or home is not an environment where you can see yourself, you know, still being centered in the presence of Christ. It's kind of like, okay, God is sending you back home to test like, where are you? Like, you know, we've we've done all this work back where you are. Are you going to take this work back with you home? Right. And it's always that test of, like, obedience. And I feel the same way because, for me, it's not always about temptation when I go back home. At least, like, not temptation to, you know, um, fall into sin. But it's kind of like that temptation or that obedience um, in like are you going to exercise your faith because right. you're around people who don't believe in me so are you going to exercise that are you going to stand firm in your faith and let them know like yes my lord is Jesus or are you going to kind of just like sit behind the scenes and not say anything and just allow yourself to hear them you know talk about different things are you going to stand up for your faith mm-hmm. and I feel like that's my kind of like going back home like 
okay, God, like, I'm going to go back home and I'm going to exercise my faith and I'm not going to hide. Like, I'm not, you know, ashamed of my faith walk with you. And I feel like that's the going back home for me. So it's kind of like, ugh, I'd rather not go back home because, like, I'm in the safety of community here in Houston. Mm-hmm. And this is where I feel proud and this is where I can grow and just be me without having to feel like I'm going to be shamed. But also walking with God, you know, in scripture, he lets us know, like, these things are going to happen because they've happened nothing is new underneath the sun there you're going to go back to your home and people are going to shame you for following christ because they don't know the love of christ just yet but that's your duty to you know preach the gospel to them or just show them the love of me exercise that and then they'll be questioning like what why are you acting like that and that's kind of what we talked about in my psychology class of like you going back home and you know they may not understand or they may feel like oh you changed you're acting different now but they're curious Mm -hmm. they're like "Hmm, why did she change why is she acting different why is she not getting mad like she used to why is she not going back to smoke a blunt like she used to you know, what is this change about? And they may not understand or may not want to congratulate you or applaud you, but they're curious and you're changing something within them by standing firm in who you are when you go back home. With that being said, how has home been for you the couple times that you have made that trip back? Yeah, so the first few times it was kind of shaky because my family is very like, I'm not going to say they don't believe in anything. They believe in something higher than them, but it's not Jesus. So it's kind of just like I'm hearing them talk about like, oh, the ancestors or just spirituality in general. And the first couple of times, I'm just not saying anything, just being hush mouth, not exercising my faith and kind of just like questioning like, hmm, they do make some good points. But, like, not knowing, like, the truth is inside of me. You know, like, God opened my eyes to the truth. So, I have grown since then. So, like, now when I go back home, I'm like, you know, I believe in Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And it all ties back to Jesus. And, you know, just, like, um challenging them with, like, what they're saying. And challenging them with, like, you know, well... How about look at it in this way? And, you know, just standing firm in my faith and hoping and praying that my family will be more curious and be more open to just, you know, inviting the spirit and and then inviting the truth into their lives. And so I have the opportunity to, you know, do something different in my family. So how am I going about that? Mm -hmm. So that makes me think of you, you know, in the future, how do you feel like, you know, you want to exercise that authority? I am being surrounded by, you know, my friends. Yeah, I love them. I love my family. I love my friends and I want to be around them. But how do I stand firm and avoid temptation in those moments and show them something new? Mm-hmm. I think right now it's a matter of if one being in my word, because while I'm there, I'm not in it as much as I would be if I wasn't away. If mm-hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. And so, you're taking um, it as like a vacation. You know what I'm saying? Like, okay, you're on vacation, but you still need your quiet time with God. Like, yeah. that doesn't stop. So being able to practice what I'm doing here. So if I'm having quiet time when I wake up in the morning here, away from home, then when I'm at home, I need to be doing the same thing. Or if I'm making sure that I go to church here on Sunday, why am I not making sure I get up and go to church on Sunday when I go mm. back home? Which I usually do. Uh, at least go to church on Sunday, but I'm not practicing having quiet time with God. I'm not practicing um, that one-on-one. So that way, okay, if I start my day with God, it's likely I may not end my night with somebody. Because yeah. you know? <laughs> God going to be on your forefront. He at least gonna... Did you see what we talked about? And God is so good at convicting <laughs> us in his word. Like, he be showing us beforehand, like, don't, don't do that. Yeah. 
don't do that. And even praying for conviction. Like, yeah. I pray to God I don't go numb to feeling the feeling of conviction. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't know where I would be right now if he didn't begin to, like, start piercing my heart with those yes. things. And so, I remember that happened to me. I don't even remember where I was at, but it, I think it was on campus. And, you know, because I am a part of ENC, if y'all don't know, it's a campus ministry and we do tabling on Tuesdays. And it was just like this one situation where this man, man, y'all. So we did this tabling of like people can confess, confess their sins was the goal. But it was mostly not like a it was kind of just like get it off your chest. Like what is something that's been weighing heavy on you that you haven't yet maybe told anyone that you want to write it down? And get it off your chest and allow, you know, the presence of God to, you know, for, bring that forgiveness and peace in your heart. And so we had a box of like, we're going to pray over this box. And then the other boxes, we're just going to trash it just in case like you don't want us to read it. Mm-hmm. So this guy and we had the scripture of like, confess your sins to one another that you may comfort each other. Uh, what scripture was it? I can't think of the scripture, but one of the guys walked by and I'm like, do you want to, I'm asking him, like, do you want, you know, to write something down? So he's reading the sign. He's like, I don't think so. (laughs) Confess my sins. Being so loud and dramatic and just making it seem like it was something harsh. And I was like, why are you doing all that? I was like, it's not, it's not what it seems, what you're making it to be. You know, can I explain to you what this verse means? And he was kind of like, I don't think so. sounds bad it sounds really he was just having a nasty attitude and he was just being very loud and that just turned me the wrong way and I walked away like I'm done doing this and I let him determine what I'm doing this for God but I let what he did steer me away and make me feel it was personal I took it personal and I felt so convicted for leaving because God was like, you're doing this for me. Why are you taking things personal? This this is not about you. It's right. not about you. And the way he acted is not about you. It's nothing personal to like what you said or what you're doing. It's something that he feels convicted for. Or maybe... I told you they're going to deny Yeah, literally. <laughs> or even maybe like just having a bad experience of the word sin. Because, you know, when non-believers or people who have had church hurt hear the word sin, it's kind of just this, I'm going to hell automatically. I'm wrong and shame. Shame. So God was just telling me that's, you know, that's probably where he is at. And where's the compassion? Why did you allow that to make you angry and walk away from serving me? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, the conviction was so heavy. Thank you, God, for giving me a, con- a heart of conviction because you're right. It is not about me mm-hmm. and it is about you. And how am I honoring you in everything that I do? Because that's what I'm here for. I'm here to honor you and I'm here to glorify you and I'm here to serve you. So a convicting heart. Thank you, God, for giving us a heart of conviction, even when we go back. <laughs> I'll be damn bad. Did you find the verse? Was I've it seen you looking James 5? Yes, I was going to say, it was a J. I was thinking of James. Therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But <laughs> that's the verse that we were talking that we had posted um on the flyer on the billboard thing and he just did not like that verse and i was just like man but i get it though because that was me when i first heard about confession i was at like this little retreat back with my college ministry Uh and they was all sitting around a table (laughs) and i was looking like no i ain't going i i mean folks is crying i said i don't know so dead. But I didn't 
didn't realize like how much of a weight that it is. Yes, how freeing it is. How freeing it is. I must have shared one of my dark secrets (laughs) and I said, God, I'm sorry. But it was in that moment. Like, we're very freeing. It is. I was just saying that at Victory Weekend at church, um, everybody was kind of just confessing their sins and just being prayed over, and everybody just boohoo crying. <laughs> and then, you know, when we done, everybody straight face getting back into the word. I'm like, now we just got to having the whole crying session, and oh now we just okay, read the word. <laughs> like nothing ever happened, and I was just like, oh my god, this is church. Or this is church for you. Even bringing it back to confessing sin at home, I will go back. Like if I go mess up at home, I will quickly go and tell my friends that are doing it. Pretty much, yeah. Like, like yeah, I just messed up and I did X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But it's harder for me to go to people that's gonna point me to God in that situation. Mm-hmm. Like it'll, it'll be hard for me to come call y'all. Like I just messed up. You know. Yeah. So you don't tell me like. What's well, wrong? you know, you <laughs> how know, could we have done this differently? You know, I don't because I'm not trying to hear truth in that moment. But they gonna be like, you know, I mean, we it is what it is. is. We all we all make mistakes. Like you know, we human. We like human. it's no big deal. So you feel like that's the type of energy you get when you go back home? Oh yeah, like I'll be more quick and prone to tell them like because mm, you don't feel the conviction for real. It's maybe. Uh, I remember Noah was telling me how, um, like, if you're around people who, you know, yes man you or don't tell you the truth, tell you how it is, and you're not around the right people. Like, if you're around people who are encouraging your bad behavior or, you know, not necessarily encouraging, but, like, not telling you the truth in the midst of it, you don't need to be around them people because they're not leading you to Christ. They're, you know allowing you to just be and that's not we don't want to stay the same walking this road with christ and that's what sucks because they can't speak truth into it because they aren't and they are not reading truth and so i'm like my whole place in y'all's lives is to be speaking truth into y'all you know what i'm saying so at what at what point will it be from okay i'm not going home um, because I don't want to conform to that. So I'm going to go home so that I can make an impact and a difference in yeah. the lives around me. Instead of giving that lukewarm Christian, and you really not. If y'all I, see how I'm really living, like, I'm doing this for real. I'm doing this for real, for real. I really did this. <laughs> But when you go back home, it's kind of giving off that lukewarm Christian. And I know if people who are confused or lost, that's going to deteriorate them. Because I remember I had friends who were lukewarm. And I'm just like, I don't see a need to give my life to Jesus. If you gave your life to Jesus and you living, you still hurting. You Literally, what's the difference? I'm If I'm going to be the same, what's my point of giving my life to Jesus? I didn't just, I didn't see a need or a necessary need to. So like actually giving my life to Christ and walking that out and walking in obedience. It's it's a difference. Being lukewarm, you having your firm foundation, yes, Christ is my Lord and Savior, but not living like it is confusing to people because what is what what does that mean? What does it mean for Christ to be your Lord and Savior? What does it mean for you for you to say that and express that outwardly if you know I don't see that expressed in your life? How is it any different than what I'm doing? How is it any different than what I'm doing? I, I believe in God. Okay, I believe in God. So what's up? What's the difference? <laughs> What, like what show me a difference show me why i should believe in christ show me why i should give my life to christ because we both over here hurting we both over here getting played by these men and going to parties and just doing things we're not supposed to do yeah and man even since i do believe why should i obey why should i obey <laughs> <laughs> i was reading um in this book by ashley chestnut it's called it's not just you and she was saying that 
They was talking about how the how-tos of lighting, I mean, fighting sand are helpful, but you miss the point of obedience if you lack love for the one you're obeying mm. or if you don't grasp his love for you. And so she followed up by saying, the beauty of God's heart for you shows itself in sending his son to die, taking the punishment for your sin and mine. However, it's easy for familiarity with this truth to lead us to no longer marvel at it all, at it. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Um, and then she continued and went on and said, But here's what's true about God's love for you. God's heart is to move towards you, not away from you. Compassion and patience is his knee jerk response to you, not frustration and impatience. He knows your failures, but because of Christ, he doesn't hold them against you. He understands you and your struggles better than you do, and he's tender towards you and gentle with you. He makes himself available and accessible to you 24-7. Even though he's God of the universe, he's not too busy for you. Your cares and your concerns are not too small or trite for him. In fact, he invites you to bring your burdens to him. And so just being reminded, like, this is why I'm obedient to God, not because of the rule book or whatever it is, yeah. because he loves me. The gospel, yeah. The gospel, it all comes back to the gospel. <laughs> And just like how has, you know, God showed you that during your time with him, because God has been extremely patient with me in my journey walking towards him. And it's just like just seeing the patience and the forgiving nature and the kindness and the love that he still gives me when I fall short. Or when I do go back home and I'm not being obedient to his word back home, the the love he still shows me within that. I'm disappointed in you, but my love for you never changes. And And I want you to see for yourself, you're hurting yourself. We are only hurting ourselves at the end of the day, you know. He wants what's best for us. Yeah. I'm showing you this sin because it's hurting you. And it's separating you from me. And I don't want that separation. That's why I sent Jesus on the cross. And just reminding myself and like accounting every time that God was patient with me. And did show me the love and the kindness. And even when I'm reading his word, letting that resonate and, you know, seep in within my heart. It's just like, okay, I don't want to sin. Or I do want to be obedient to you because of you, you're expressing this to me and you don't have to. I don't, I don't even deserve it. Yet you are still doing it countless times so how can i be obedient to your word how can i serve you to the best of my ability how can i proudly proclaim that you are my lord when i go back home around people who may not live for you or believe in you as i do may not have seen the good works of you in their lives or not even open their word to read about it how can i still you know express my faith how can I still stand firm in my faith and not be tempted? And no, them little boys don't want you. They are not your husband. Oh, I know. No. <laughs> they just want one thing. No, I think he, he's really been patient with me because he's been showing me little by little that it's not home isn't the problem. Mm-hmm. Me not knowing the root of this sin has been my problem. Mm-hmm. It's why I keep falling into it. Yeah. I'm not praying for healing in that. Why Why did I fall into that in the first place? Yeah. What offset me into, oh, this is why I'm looking I'm looking for something yeah. when I'm going to this place. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. It's not just for What's the, the root of it? What's the root What's of the it? What's the root of it? And I didn't want to find out the root of it. Honestly, I'm, I was trying to avoid that prayer. My friend, Josh, he's like, hey, you need to, you know, we, we need to just be praying for healing and you need to be figuring out what the root of life turns in. I'm like, I'm cool. I'm not trying to go get tracking none of that, you know? 
Because this is not going to be resolved until we know the root a cause of why you even feel the need. Why do you feel the need to entertain that? Like, why? What's inside of you that's making you feel like you're not complete? Like, you're not full in God. And I completely understand that because... I guess I had this longing of, oh, I want somebody. I want a partner. I want a significant other. I want that intimacy mm-hmm. that, you know, a relationship can give you. And God was just, you know, showing me, I, you're full within me. What more do you need? You are in my presence. Like, I am the one who fulfills you. I am the one who fills your cup. Mm-hmm. You're, a man coming into your life is not going to fill your cup. It's not. I am the one who can do that. So it's like, why are you searching for that when you when you found that in me? Let me, you know, open yourself up to receive my love. And then when you're when the time comes, you will have a husband who is going to express the love of me onto you. Like he's going to have the love of Christ within his heart. You being impatient, you longing for something makes it seem you're missing something. Like mm-hmm. something is missing. Like I don't complete shit. Yeah, it's like what you trying to say? <laughs> what you trying to say? Like I'm not enough. Do you know I die for you? Like are these and guys out here gonna die for you? And they, <laughs> the end, end of the, I mean the beginning. <laughs> like what's really good? No, that's facts. What is really good? And I've been struggling with that. How can I be content? And how can I know that you know I am fulfilled in God? What look at what's around me? God is expressing that love and that what I'm longing for through my friendships, through mm-hmm. the community He's brought me in, through you know. The purpose he's planted to serve him, that's the expression of his love. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, how can I allow, you know, these things to fulfill me instead of what am I searching for in a man? And when I am, well, now I know to like, if I am ready to backtrack, because usually you, you feel when you ready to go jump into something that you ain't got no business. Like, yes. it's a feeling for it. It's a thought, and then it's a feeling in the action, and it just continues to spiral. And so now I try to place like okay i'm feeling this type of way which means if somebody hit me up right now then i probably you know go and react to it what am i thinking in those moments mm-hmm. am i thinking about how this is going to affect my relationship with god yeah. or how you and know, sometimes we don't be god. thinking about that because we know the answer so <laughs> god say no but <laughs> Like, what am I thinking in that moment? And then trying to trace back to like, okay, well, why do I feel this way? Yeah. Why do I feel this way? And how can I allow scripture? How can I? Like, how can I go back in my word? Memory verses. Yes. Yes. Recite. Recite them. In college, I had uh, this big mirror and I would just write down the verses on the mirror. I'm like, I gotta learn it. I gotta learn it. Okay. I feel like fully Romans twelve two, not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by, by the renewal of your mind. Yes, then you'll be able to attest what is Come the on. good and perfect will Preach. of God. Like, that be on my mind all the time because I'm like, yes, like I need to constantly be renewed in my word. So when I am walking and I am facing temptation, or when you know the enemy tries to put something in my head i'm okay nope this is what god says this is what's in his words so let me keep walking this way let me keep walking towards his light because i don't want to take five steps back if we taking 10 steps forward and then we backtrack and it's just why are you doing this to yourself are you and sometimes because for me it's like the fear of something new you know we are walking in new ground we're walking with god and he tells us to walk by faith and not by sight so we don't see what's happening and it's kind of just like that well this is comforting Mm -hmm. like this is what i know and that's that's a big part of it yeah i'm comfortable there yeah like (laughs) i feel 
somewhat safe yeah. there. Like, yeah. Maybe you're not safe there. We not safe. We safe with God, okay? <laughs> right. And not even knowing, like, God is bringing us into, do we not trust him? You're safe with me, and what I'm bringing you into is 10 times better than anything that you're comfortable with right now that's not serving you. Yeah. I've been asking myself that a lot lately. Why, why am I? Why is it so hard to trust? And yeah, not let go of certain things. Like, yeah, because we can't see, we cannot see what's it's blind faith. Like mm-hmm. having this blind faith with God, and um, in His Scripture, He tells us, "Blessed is the one who believes in Me but cannot see Me." Mm-hmm. Blessed is that person because they are able to walk faithfully into My promises, and they don't have to physically see that I'm there to know that I'm there. Yeah, and it's like, how can I get to that point where I'm like, I know God is right here in this space. And, you know, I don't have to, like, I'm walking with God, and it's kind of just, if I'm walking backwards, and he walking with me, and we both walking back, it's kind of just, I'm embarrassed, because why am I taking you back to the old? No, I don't want to do that. And you said, like, I'm walking with God, because he walking with me. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> like, me and God going into the best of the best, yeah. and no backtracking, and so what would be your advice for anyone who... Maybe they can't go back home or maybe they're, they're, they're just to the point where it's like, I don't. When you said I'm literally avoiding going back home, I'm literally finding somewhere else to go over the summer. So I don't have to go back home. What would you, what advice would you give someone who is going through that same thing? Or even maybe, you know, they're still in a place where they are at home, but they feel stuck because their surroundings are just not of God. And if they feel alone and trapped, like, how can you, what would you tell the, a person that is maybe dealing with that? One, get some community. So not fear community is gonna point you towards Christ in those weak moments. And then outside of that, just really getting in the word for yourself. Being able to put that on your heart. The word is written in our hearts and so just being able to memorize those things and live it out is gonna be like the number one thing. But practically have a community that's gonna hold you accountable because when I was a freshman, that was like the biggest thing for me. I had somebody, every time I came home, they said, so how was home? I was sick of telling them I messed up. Something like it. Yeah. So, honestly, and praying about it. Like, we literally need to give these things to God because we're not going to defeat it on our own. On our own. And we're human, so yes, we fall, but there's grace in that. But don't misuse that grace, like go to him every time literally try to turn away it will be so hard because that's when that conviction starts really mustering up like when you are giving it to god and you are in your prayer time that's when he's you know putting it in your heart okay like we we gonna break this off of you yeah and flee flee sometimes you literally gotta get up and run run from the environment so what would you say to someone who like that's their home environment you know they can't just oh i can't hang around these people i can't just get up and go like this is, I'm, it's in my home. The enemy is right here in my home. What kind of advice would you give someone that is maybe, you know, having to face that? I think the same thing goes as far as community because when you are around people, they can kind of bring you out of that or you can go to their house sometimes. Mm-hmm. And be, you know, you don't have to be there. Yeah. Um, and so community still, praying still. But if that is like just what you're in, reach out to somebody. Yeah, let somebody know. Like that's when that confession and stuff starts coming into play. Yeah, reach out to somebody and let somebody know what's going on. Because God never intends for us to feel physically alone. There's always someone we can go to, and even just like centering yourself in His presence. Like, okay, 
you know, my home may be a toxic environment where I can't grow in my faith. But while I am alone, while I have my headphones in, let me turn on a sermon or let me turn on some worship music. Let me invite the Holy Spirit into this environment to start working. And what does it look like for me to be a light in this? Yeah, in this environment. Yes, that's, man, that's a big thing. Me and my friend have been talking about that because she's kind of in that place. And I'm just like, well, you know, what does it look like to be a light to your family? What does it look like to show God's love even in the midst of you being angry or disappointed? What does it look like to see it from God's view? Take your, the whole big thing God has been telling me is like, take yourself out of it. And put me in it and, mm-hmm. and look at it through my eyes yeah. and see, like, why am I here in this situation? Where, why, God planted me here for a reason. So, what? You what? you don't get the glory out of it. So, okay. how do you want to use me? Okay, how do you want to use me? I know I'm not here just to be you put, here. You put me on assignment here in this family. Yeah. You put me to work. So, how can I be used to glorify you in this environment? Because you never know. Like, God might be calling you to, you know, change your family and have them all repent. And then y'all, a big family worshiping yeah. Jesus together everybody yeah dang, what's that? Uh, dang that story was she was she was a star or something or she was telling the people like hey uh oh hey, yeah oh like, what's that I know what you're well, talking he, about. She ended up saving her whole family. Mm-hmm. She, because um, she hid the spies in her home yeah. overnight and saved her whole, saved yes, the whole, the whole family for being obedient, mm-hmm. being obedient to God, and her whole family did not have to get killed. Uh, so yes, I don't remember so what scripture, what book that was in. It was good. It was good. It was good. It was good. Um, but yes, joining community is so important because when you are facing those difficult situations, when you have grown and you want to stay growing, you don't want to go back to the old ways and you want to keep growing and you want to keep changing and evolving into the person God created you to be. Community is so important. Being around like-minded individuals or individuals who are stronger in their faith and can lead you to, you know, biblical foundations. Like it's so important to have and yeah, y'all not be promoting the group chat every time. So you have no excuse not to be in community. It may not be in-person community just yet, but it's community. And being around community of people is the first step to take. And then maybe God will lead you to, you know, a church home and a safe community to be around. So thank you for joining this episode. Of course. It was my pleasure. How did you, did you enjoy it? Was I it did. fun? Yeah, I no girl you are a natural for real thank Thank y'all for listening this is perfectly imperfect